This is the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 197. Hello, my veterinary friends. Welcome to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast. I'm super excited to be here today recording another episode for you. It's autumn, it's cool, it's rainy outside, and so that's what brought this podcast to mind for me. But before we go into that, I just want to get on my soapbox a little bit and encourage you to take care of your physical body. Get your checkup, get your mammogram, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, get some blood drawn, get your dental appointments scheduled, and get your dermatology body scan for skin cancers. And the reason that I wanted to give this little soapbox infomercial is that I get my skin checked often because I have a history of some skin pre-cancer and cancer in the past. And I went on Monday to get checked and the new doctor that I saw said that I had something on my face that he wanted to biopsy. And this thing has been there for years and I thought it was a scar, uh, but he was suspicious that it was a carcinoma. So I let him take the biopsy and it turns out that it was a mass, but it was benign. So I was lucky, but I want you to get checked out. It's just so important to get checked because doctors notice different things at different times. And the more you routinely get your checkups, the better able you will be to address something early. So please schedule your appointments this week. If you have been procrastinating, please stop procrastinating and maybe this podcast on change will help. Also, if you have family that needs prompting, get your family on the schedule for their checkups. Just do it, take care of yourself, take care of yourself mentally and physically. Okay, now that I've got that off my chest, I wanna thank all of you that talked to me at the Michigan Veterinary Conference. It was really fun to be at the conference again and see all of your smiling faces. I met some new guests for the podcast. I talked to some people and invited them to be on the podcast and I extroverted my face off. I had a sign-up list there for my Wednesday Weekly Words, and some of you signed up for that there. If you aren't on my weekly email list, please go to my website and sign up. It's free, and I try to produce some good content to help you get through your week every week on Wednesday morning. My website is juliecapel.com or veterinarylifecoach.com. If you just want to say a hello and let me know how you like the podcast, you can reach me by sending me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or email me at jacapeldvm at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. So let's get into this podcast and try to learn something. Yesterday, I was riding my bike again, so soon it will be too cold for me to do that. It was a little bit cool yesterday and a little windy but I went at it anyway. Um, The first 15 minutes or so, I was a little bit uh, wimpy because it felt really cold, but as I got riding, I started to feel better and I went quite a ways. But as I was riding, I started to think about autumn with the leaves and how beautiful it is, and that change is part of the seasons that we have here in Michigan. And so autumn reminds me of those changing seasons and that winter and the holidays are coming up pretty soon. So many of 
the things that change this time of year are things like school starting, football games, and everybody is into pumpkin spice, right? I don't really like that so much. I love the smell of it, but those are the things, right? And a few weeks ago in Michigan, it was 80 degrees when I was riding my bike, and now it's in the high 50s, which is a little bit chilly. So the thought came to mind that change is hard, but change is also good. And coincidentally, coincidentally, I have several of my coaching clients right now that are going through times of change and they're struggling with their decisions and the fear of significant life change because there's fear of choosing wrong, there's fear of new experiences, there's fear of losing our routine, and I'm getting ready to go through a change with how I work. So I've been feeling a little uncertain too. I'm making a significant life change for me. I'm going to be working less, spending some time in Florida, and leaning more into my coaching, spending more time coaching. And I feel the stress of that change, even though it's very exciting and it's very wanted. Leaning a little bit away from practicing and leaning more into coaching is super fun, but it brings up all that fear of change for me, right? So change feels hard, but it's something that we all strive for because through change comes growth and progress. So whether it's the change of abandoning an old bad habit that you have or developing a new skill, making some big life change like changing jobs or careers, we all want on some level and desire change. So why is it so difficult? What makes change difficult to face? It's because we're comfortable where we are. Even if you desire change, you feel that pressure of pushing against your comfort zone. We all want to stay where we feel it's easy. And our brain likes easy. It's easier to sit on the couch and eat chips or candy than it is to get up and go outside and exercise. But if you sit on the couch and eat chips your life does not really get easier. Your life gets worse. You get fat, lazy, depressed, which is just the opposite of easy. And that's why we need to try to embrace change. And some of you that are change averse will have a harder time with this than people like me who sometimes like change. But as a general rule, all of our brains fight change. So when we're facing a decision involving any change, expect that you're going to feel lots of negative emotions. Your want for ease of life will fight with your desire for making a significant change or even a small change in some instances. Sometimes when you're facing change, you'll feel confused. You might be trying to change too many things at once. Change often involves choice, and too many choices will confuse you and cause you to sit in that area of indecision, and you'll feel stuck. So getting out of that change confusion will require you to narrow down your choices to one or two priorities. And what I like to do is list all the things out that I want, and then prioritize those wants into the top two or top one or two things 
and narrowing those choices feels a little bit less overwhelming. Because if I have a list of 20 things that I want and I look at it, it just feels big. It feels huge. It feels impossible. But if I can go through that list and say, well, I want all these things, but this is the most important thing. I want to earn more money this month or whatever. Whatever you choose, that's the most important thing. And then if you just pick that one and start figuring out how to make that change, your brain will loosen up a little bit. It will be so much easier. So let's take this example. Suppose you're trying to get healthier and your goal is, I want to become a more healthy human. And so that may mean changing your diet, exercising more, increasing your water consumption, decreasing the sugary drinks or sugary foods, giving up dessert, and maybe stopping drinking any alcohol. And when you list out all those things that you need to change, you feel overwhelmed because those are all significant changes to your routine because you're in the habit of drinking sugary drinks. You don't like to drink water. You like dessert. You don't want to give up sugar like Lynn taught us last week on the podcast about giving up sugar. So if you can narrow it down to one simple yet meaningful change, you'll be better able to start. So something like just vowing to exchange one of your sugary drinks for one glass of water and just doing that for a week or two. And then once that, you've kind of overcome that change and you're kind of used to that change, then you can do another. Or maybe you're gonna start walking every day, maybe just 10 minutes a day, and you decide five or 10 minutes is all you can do. So narrowing down and simplifying your choices is a good way to make that change more palatable to your brain. And then once you have that small change down pat, If you're walking 10 minutes every day, then you can make another change, either on your diet or walking more or maybe adding another exercise, but just dumbing down the change for your brain. I hate to call us dumb, but we are on some level just kind of a dumb animal, right? That chihuahua brain isn't the brightest, and so you have to learn tricks to get around it. Now, if you face a significant life change, Spend some time thinking about why you want to change. The why will help you get there. Why will this change be good for me? Why do I want to change? Because sometimes our want or need for change comes from us trying to escape something that we consider bad bad, or something negative. Like if you have a negative boss or a busy practice, you might want to change to escape that. But really, you want to change because you have a reason to go to something, not run away from something. So make sure you're not running away, but you're moving towards something that you want. So a way to do this would be to write down the top three or four, whatever your brain will allow, most important reasons for making a change. And then the top three reasons that not changing is going to be detrimental for you. Make sure that you do your thought work and make sure that your current situation to you feels okay right where you are before you jump into something new. Because if you're unhappy inside 
and the job is just magnifying that unhappiness to you, jumping to another job is not going to help. You'll take those same issues with you to your next job. So really working on the things that you want, working towards your growth and development will help you make a change without making a wrong change, if that makes sense. So start the work where you are now and then choose the change for the right reasons. Showing yourself why change is necessary is the first step in creating a significant change or making a significant decision. Visualize yourself already there. How will it be when you're in your your new job or you move to your new house or in your new situation? How do you think it will look? If you can see into the future and decide what it is that you're looking for, you're more likely to find it. What's the ideal practice look like? How do you feel when you're working in that practice? And if the answer is, I don't know how to be happy anywhere, then you have a lot more work to do with a coach or a therapist to get out of that emotional turmoil and that unhappiness and get right with yourself first and then make that outside location change. That's why making these big decisions is so difficult because sometimes we're doing it for the wrong reason. And I'm not talking little changes like trying to improve and change your bad habits. Those are a little bit easier to wrap your head around. But when you're making a big life change, you really have to spend some time working on it. When I decided I wanted to become a life coach and start pulling away a little bit from practice, it was really a long decision. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of introspection and work towards learning about life coaching and what I would actually be doing as a life coach and deciding on purpose that I wanted to move towards that change. And so it's like that because sometimes when you fear a change, that one change will kind of snowball into others and that's where the fear comes from, right? So me becoming a life coach kind of snowballed into all these things that I had to do to get there to start the new business, to get the podcast going, to write, all those things, right? So knowing that that's exactly where I wanted to go and that I knew that it was something that I wanted to do allowed me to take all those steps. Because if you take a first step, you're going to have to take many more. And that sounds overwhelming. So let's say you decide you want to work less hours, But then that means that you're going to make less money. And then your kids might have to leave their expensive school or drop out of their lessons because that extra money was paying for those things. Or maybe it will change your lifestyle in some way. Maybe you'll have to quit going to Starbucks or any of those things that that first decision to work less hours might change. Maybe you'll have to cook more and not go out to eat as much. Maybe you hate cooking, so you might want to consider that. Do you see how sometimes your brain gets all muddled up? Because one decision can affect others, right? And then you just freeze. So working through all of those thought snowballs will help you make a more rational choice towards the change that you really want. And then if you know exactly how many less hours you want to work and why, then you're more likely to proceed to get a job with less hours or ask your boss to work less hours. 
And if you're unclear about the benefits of that change, you need to work on that. How will losing weight feel? What's the benefit? What are the benefits of working less hours? And what if you cut back on work? What are those benefits? What if you change jobs? What are those benefits? And be real. No, you won't be completely and utterly happy when you lose weight or cut back on your work hours. You know, we think that if we just change our circumstance, we'll be happy. That's not going to happen. Believe me. Life will still be good and bad. Life will still happen. There will still be advantages and disadvantages to the changes that you make, right? And you'll still have that silly chihuahua brain to deal with. It'll still be there, giving you negative thoughts, giving you unhappiness in some situations. So really be real with yourself. And don't think like some Disney princess that if you just do this, all will be well. If I just move to the practice down the street, my life is going to be so much easier. That's not the way it works. Every place, every decision, everything comes along with life. And life is not perfect, right? Life will get you down, as Rocky said, or life will hit you, right? So understand that you're changing because you want to change and be realistic about what it is that the change will bring. And the last thing that I want to offer you about change is that you can't change other people. And we try really hard, right? We try so hard. We think if my veterinary team could just be a bit calmer, a bit faster, a bit less gossipy or happier, we think that if the clients could just be nicer, if my spouse, my parent, my sibling, my child would just change, my life would be so much better. That's what we think. But the fact is that you can never, ever, ever change other people. You can just change the way you think about them. And that's the change that you have control over. And don't forget that because there will always be someone that, quote, makes you unhappy. And it's not that person that made you unhappy. It's your thoughts about that person. Now, John Maxwell used to say, and there's a a quote from him, but I didn't look it up. But essentially it was that you can ask someone to change or you can change them out of your job. And basically what he meant by that is that if you're the boss, you can ask them to change in the way that you'd like them to or you can fire them, right? So he would say, I'm going to change you or I'll change you, meaning you're going to change or I'm going to fire you. So I guess that if you're the boss, you can just fire all the people that don't live up to your expectations, but you cannot change them. You can work with them. You can recommend to them. You can train them. There's so many things that you can do for other people that might get some change that you want, but chasing them to change Wanting them to change is impossible. It's almost like chasing happiness by trying to change another person is like trying to run a marathon with your shoelaces tied together or with cement shoes on, right? You can try, but it's not really going to happen. And you won't get far. So if you can think about change as about you and your goals your dreams, your happiness, 
And I would add even to that your progress in life because I really believe that the progress, the challenges, the failures, and the starting over again is what makes life valuable. So if you can think of change as that process, you will be much more amendable and open to change. So what I would like to ask you to do this week is if you're somewhere where the seasons are changing right now, and here in Michigan it's autumn, think of the changing seasons as a time that you're going to take on some change. And take a few minutes this week to ask yourself, what changes do you want to make? What changes are you avoiding because of either indecision or fear of change? And what changes are you really looking for? And why? And once you answer those questions, choose one small thing to work on. It's kind of like baby steps, right? It's kind of like one little thing at a time. And then embrace that change, your change. So enjoy the autumn weather, enjoy your autumn, and let it remind you that change is healthy. It's part of life. It's essential for personal growth. And if you need a coach or someone to help you in this season of change, then reach out. Reach out to me as a coach. Reach out to someone else for help. Don't suffer in silence if you really feel stuck in not wanting to change or progress in your life. Or if you're really seriously unhappy. That can change. It's not a dead end. It never is. Life is an experience of ups and downs. And I want you to experience all the wonderful highs along with some of the terrible lows. And that's what life is all about. And that's what makes it enjoyable. And let's make change a little less hard. Okay, I have two quotes for you. The first one is from Winston Churchill. And he said, to improve is to change. To be perfect is to change often. And the second one is from Jim Rohn, and it says, You cannot change the circumstances, the seasons, or the wind, but you can change yourself. That is something that you have charge of. So go out this week and enjoy a football game, take a crisp walk or a windy ride on your bike, get a pumpkin spice latte or a caramel apple, anything that reminds you of the changing of the seasons and enjoy the season of autumn and the season of change. Oh, and don't forget, like I reminded you at the beginning of the podcast, get your doctor's appointments scheduled. Don't neglect yourself. I will hold you accountable. So have a beautiful, change-filled week. Bye.